SQR Podcast, Core Rosenberg Radio, coming in live from the lab on a gorgeous, chilly, actually, I forgot to put on my ski hat that I was wearing earlier, but it's a gorgeous, chilly night here in the studio, end of 2017, and it's, it's, it's commemorating a couple things. Number one is, it was a year ago, the whole crew and I got together and we said, yeah, we want to do something different. So we're celebrating 12 months of chiming that in. Awesome. Yeah, let's just clap that in. Let's clap that in. That's big. I also want to commemorate yes. the fact that um, one of our guests that um, came on the show initially when we put this whole production together, not only did she transform her life, but she traveled to different shores and she's back tonight yes. to share and update us on where she is. So... Um, like I normally start the show, let me just go back and want to give a big round of applause for everybody that's here. Thank you to Manny behind the camera. Big shout out to Rob, Ellie holding us down on the south. Thank you so much, man, for being here. Big shout out to Charles, helping us out with everything that's here and being a part of the team. You know, the team has definitely grown and, and expanded to, to put some talented people on board. But tonight, I want to take this moment to um, lift this green bottle that I'm holding, the Heineken bottle, and toast to my guest. Salute. Jennifer Dukunto, thank you so much for being in the house. Thank you for having Yo, me. She has traveled to South Africa. She has visited and been working with kids teaching English in Limpopo. Yes. Bing, I got it right. You did. Yeah, in South Africa. <laughs> and we spoke about this before you left. Mm. So let's just bring our guests up to date. Refresh them on who you are. So I am Jennifer Dukunto uh, from New Jersey, from... Montclair before I moved, but um, I joined the Peace Corps and I am serving in rural South Africa now. Rural. Yes. So I left in July and I probably was on the podcast around that time. Yes. Yes, yes. you were. And so I've been there now for almost six months and I just came home for the holidays to surprise my family and wow. I'll be going back on Thursday to continue my service. Okay. So to put things in perspective, you came home last week. Yes. You spent a few days here. Today's Tuesday, the yes. 26th. Yes. And you're leaving Wednesday, Thursday. Yes. We are honored to have you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm for so real, for to real, be for, here. To be here and spread those. So I wanted to go in and dissect a little bit because the last time we spoke, you were ready for that transition. Now yes. you've been in rural South Africa for a year. Yes. Let's go back to the beginning. So you leave the United States. What was that process like, getting through the airports, flying? What, what, what was that? The, the, even the packing was stressful because you could only take two 50-pound bags. And you're gone for two and, years. Yeah, like I literally sold every, or gave away everything I own. Like I don't have anything here. You know what? I wanted to salute I'm you on that. I borrowed my mom's boots. <laughs> like <laughs> I have nothing because it's so hot there. Like I wasn't prepared yeah, for yeah. No, that's big. No, that, that's big because I, I think one of the things I've always spoken about with you was the fact that you just completely shed yourself of yeah. all the materialistic things here to jump on that journey. Yes. So I could only bring two suitcases, 50 pounds, and I had to keep on weeding it out like leading up to the day of leaving. Mm. And it was like, they also, when you arrive, take one of them and don't give it back to you till the end of training because it's too much to, like, it's hard to maneuver big suitcases in rural South Africa on the taxis and stuff. Yeah. So um, to make it easier for us, so we had to, like, pack everything that we thought we would need for the first 10 weeks, but how do we know what we need? Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. like a puzzle packing for this thing, like, to get rid of stuff. It also, you had, they told you to, like, bring nice clothes because in South Africa, even in rural South Africa, they get very dressed up for work. 
What? Like South Africans are sharp. <laughs> bo, bo, bo. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, they like very fashionable. Okay. And so they made sure we had like nice business casual clothes. So there's like so many things to think about. And, um, but whatever, I, you know, made it there and um, through the airport. It was exciting. I mean, you're like in a big group, like, because we first went to Philly. And did this uh, thing called staging. It was two days. And it was where all 40 volunteers from all over the U.S. come together and meet. And some Peace Corps people, like, run us through, like, training like or workshops. Drill. Like, yeah. just those two days. Like, based, it was mostly stuff about Peace Corps as an organization. Okay. Not Peace Corps South Africa. Okay. So it was, like, going over the mission, the values, like, how we envision our experience to be. Like, just to get us thinking. And then we went. Then we flew all together. From JFK to Johannesburg. Wow. Yes. And I remembered you um, com commenting on Facebook that you were in Johannesburg for like two months. Not Joburg. No, I was. So the Peace Corps, it's like 27 months and two years of it is service. So the first three are called what's, uh, what's called pre-service training. And it's called PST. So you basically for 10 weeks, like live with a family and it's not Johannesburg, but it's like a couple hours out. So now I'm like even eight hours from Johannesburg where I live because now I'm in the rural area. But where we did this training, it was just like this whirlwind of intensive like preparation for the service, which I realized like the Peace Corps is an amazing organization. Like they really, really try to set you up for success mm -hmm. in your service. So we would take like intensive language classes. We were assigned a language to learn because then we were placed in villages and they're all different, 11 official languages. What? Yes, in South Africa. And they all represent like English and Afrikaans, but they also, the rest are all native languages represented mm. in the, like, the fact that they're official language is pretty amazing. I, I can't even imagine how yeah. they, they, they communicate. So just to get a little macro on your journey through this 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 mission that you're on. Yeah. So you land in in Johannesburg. You go to your host family. Yeah, they family. pick us up right away and take us to this like this teachers college that's not what we, like open anymore. Right. And for ten days we had what was called orientation. It was. You know, we were basically in this little, oops, excuse me, this bubble of um, this little place for 10 days. It's just like so much information throwing at you. What is it going to be like? What was the weather like? It was winter when I got there. Now it's summer. It's opposite. Okay. So the Southern hemisphere. So, yeah. And um, it was beautiful. But the it, it gradually over July, because I got there July 12th, I think, or 13th. And over July and into August, it did get chilly. Like, there were days where you needed a sweater Okay. Um, in the mornings. But then when the sun would come out, the sun was really strong, and it would be beautiful mm, and, mm, and, mm. and hot in the sun. So, um, and then, yeah, I mean, it started to already, like, September 1st. There's, like, the beginning of summer, they say. It really isn't much of a spring, but um, it pretty much started to get hot around then. And now where I live... It's very. It's the hottest part of the country. Oh, sweet! So I want. I want to get. I want to get our listeners slowly to that. To that town. So no. So you're, you land in Johannesburg. You're a couple hours out, which yeah. is where you're being acclimated yes. to. What was the food like? The food is there in that in the part. village. Yeah, yeah. Not because in yeah because in the cities it's just like here. It's just like the U.S. Okay. Like in in cities in South Africa, but in the rural areas they there's a staple food. It's called pop. It's spelled P-A-P, -P, but it's pronounced P-O-P, -P, yeah. Yeah, it, but it's like basically it's like polenta in Italian cuisine or um, 
like grits you okay. know, in the yeah, South, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's, it's maize meal or cornmeal and water, and they, they eat it with every meal. Okay. And they don't eat with utensils, so they use it as a utensil. So they make it like, it's like polenta, but you were used to polenta and grits being creamy. They put more maize meal in it and make it very stiff. And you like pull it off with your hands and then you eat the other things on the plate with it. So for you, that adjustment to that, what was that like? Was it something that you're like, mm, this is pretty good, I could eat this? Yeah, I like, I, like I happen to like it, but yeah, there are volunteers that are like over it because they serve it all the time. <laughs> some but I miss it right now. Like I know when I go back, I keep maize meal in my house there so I can make it at home because I do like it. Because I got, eat it every day at lunch with the teachers. Yeah, you got really acclimated to the yeah. whole, yeah, that's big. It's like, you know what it is? It's like they, they even make their own maize meal. Every, it's like this whole process, amazing. The family I live with, they grow their own corn, which is being planted now. In March, they'll harvest it and they'll put it somewhere for the rest of the year to dry it out and then they like throughout the year they'll like pop the kernels off the dried ears of corn Ooh. and bring those kernels to the communal mill in the village yeah. and make maize meal and then use that throughout the year to cook this stable which food. is yeah which is the maybe their i think that's their rice that's what it sounds like it, yeah, yeah exactly so it's the, yeah exactly you know what's so interesting is um you know you completely surrendered everything go to this foreign country then you go rural and let's discuss that a little bit. You know, let's let's get let's get him a taste of your transformation from Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah. To this village, and the name of the village is Limpopo. No, the province is Limpopo. Okay. There's nine provinces. Like we have states. states yeah. Um. So it's, the it's in an area in the very northeastern corner of the country. What's the transportation like to get there? It's I I, I would take a bus from the city just because of you put your bags under, um, and that from Johannesburg is probably like eight hours by taxi or bus. Um, and the taxis are vans. Okay. So that's what I use usually, but you know, it's like they, they won't go anywhere unless they fill up. So like sometimes you'll be like to go I to the been grocery there. store. That's how we do it in Jamaica. Yeah, like yeah. You're, you could be waiting like for two hours just for it to fill. And then you go and then it's another hit, hour yeah. and a half. Wow. But it's fine. That's what I love about the life there because with no running water or um, things like that, it's like, it just, is, it's slower. Like it takes more time to do things. Like to get out of the house in the morning just takes more time because I don't, I have to get water and bring it back or like clean out the buckets that I wash dishes and things like that. So um, it's it takes getting used to, but for me, it's freeing. I mean, for some people it might be, you know, too difficult. Wow, that was yeah. very profound, actually. Yeah. Um, you preempted. Did I drop a jewel? You know, you just you just dropped a jewel because you know you moved me there because as I'm thinking, you know, you leaving the 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 convenience of what we have here, where you walk right to the bathroom, boom. Don't get me wrong. No indoor plumbing is kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst part of the Peace Corps, like having to go use an outside toilet. It's not. I don't care going outside, but like the one at my house is is like scary <laughs> so that is hard but i mean hey you know it's part of it no i i really saluted you on um you know embracing that challenge of you know going to get your water and have to really transition into that yeah so let's just fast forward to you get to the village the first day yes the first day what were you thinking it's scary you're like, what did I just sign up for? Talk to me. <laughs> I mean, the one good thing about my experience was that where we were for the first two and a half months, 
was completely different like in terms of landscape and everything from where I am now and where I live I feel so blessed because only 13 of us got sent to this corner of the province okay uh, called Venda and um it's like a little garden of Eden it's like so green and lush because it rains a lot yeah and it's mountains and um in the yard, there's lychee trees, oh, mango. Yeah, we call them lychee in Jamaica. Okay, yo, we, yeah, we, li- yo, yeah. I love lychee. Man- avocado, orange in my yard, mango. That's all what we do. That. It, yeah, banana. And so where I was, it's like they call it bushveld, the landscape there, and it's just dusty and flat. Okay, there's some mountains, but not big. But um, it's beautiful still. But that's why, like, so even though I was like nervous to arrive in the village, I still rolled up there, like, oh my god, this place is beautiful. <laughs> Like it was like so enchanting, like to now be in this like, because it really does feel like it's stuck in time. Even though there are people with modern amenities, yeah, it's not all huts, and there is poverty. But like, what I see in South Africa is that once the children grow, they go to the cities to find work and send money back home. Mm. So the families, even in the villages, are starting to build their homes up, mm. things like that. So, um, but even just the, you know, I'm sure you know from you know back home, like. The women carry things on their heads, like they bathe outside or they do laundry in the river and cook over fire, even though they have a kitchen inside. So it's like amazing in that way. It's like there's a lot of culture. You know, it's so fascinating. And I can tell by the energy that everything that you're telling me, the difference in the, in the way things were ran and the experiences, you've completely embraced it. You know, and I, and I know you long enough where if you were yeah. like, oh, my God, I had to readjust to this thing. And by the way, let me compliment you on that great necklace you're oh, wearing. Oh, thank you. This is Zulu, everybody. Zulu. This is the Zulu culture. This is like a necklace they wear. And I just love it. Okay, so we, 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 for special occasions. Score Rosenberg podcast. Another jewel just dropped. You came prepared <laughs> to let us know what exactly what's going on. Got to represent yeah, my yeah. new home. Uh, of course, of course. So you know, as we take this quick break, I just want to you know close with with this. Um, you know, everything you've told me, you've embraced it. When we come back, and it's going to be a quick break. When we come back, I want to dab into you know your first meeting of the family, going to school to teach, and that whole oh, transition. Yes. SQR podcast, Jennifer DeCunto coming straight from South Africa, Limpopo, the province. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Thank Take you. a quick break. We'll be back right after these messages. One. Score Rosenberg podcast, SQR. As a fact, as a matter of fact, let me get that back and, and pull that back. Let me start this right. SQR podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio, back in the house with Jennifer DeCunto, reminiscing and really getting into the whole depth of the cultural change and the adaptation to that whole new lifestyle yes and we left off at the necklace and i know money was able to get a good shot of that necklace because it is gorgeous and you are wearing it beautifully thank you so let's just get back into you walk into the village the first day right you meet your host family you find out where you're living you're like oh shit what did i sign up for yes continue well because the first place i went when i first got there i was living in a home with just one older woman, like a grandmother, it was mm-hmm. just me and her. I had my own, it's like you have your own structure on their property or something like that. Oh, sweet. You're not in the house with them. Okay. The family I lived with for the first two and a half months, that, it was like that, where I was, I had a bedroom in their house. So I was like in their house with them, using their bathroom and whatever. But then when I went to my site, my permanent site where I'll serve for two years, um, 
I have my own home on the property. Oh, nice. So, but yeah, that day, because I've since moved, now I'm in a new house. Okay. Um, but it's, it's the same village, and um, yeah, it's very rural, and, and you're just, and, you know, you're just thinking like, you know, wow, what did I sign up for? But it, it's, it's beautiful because, so the, in the first home I went to that day, my principal is the one who took me to meet her. Okay. And um, she, when we sat inside, she gave us um, like, a, a, like a something to eat, like an ear of corn steamed. Yeah. And you just like, it's like, you know, it's like a, a common like snack there. Okay. It's called chicoli. And um, chicoli. it's like these huge ears of corn and it's different. The corn there is like very dry because they dry it out after they harvest it. So you just like eat this ear of corn and- um, You got all the shit in your teeth. Oh, yeah, it's just so funny. But no, it's like, it's not the same as ours here. It doesn't like, it's like dry, like pops off the current, like the cob. Yeah. Yeah, clean. It doesn't like have the juice in it like here. Okay. So okay. interesting. But that was what I remember. That was like the first thing she, when I came, when I came, she gave us this corn to eat. And then, um, and then one of the seventh grade girls, she's a neighbor. She came to the house to greet me so we could walk to school together next, the next day. Oh, sweet. And in the culture where I live, the, actually the women like lie down on the floor. Hold up. To greet. <laughs> Let's pull that up real quick. The, the women lie down. Yes, on the floor to greet. Men and elderly in the culture. Um, can, I, can, so I, was, can I get you out of your comfort zone if you don't mind? And do it? Yeah, could you please? I can do it. Yeah, my guys, could you really get the camera around here? Could you just do it right here real quick and show? So I'm going <laughs> to walk up and then you're going to greet. Because as the male, you have to greet me, correct? Yes. Okay, so you fine. You can sit right there and I'll walk up and greet you. Okay, please. Okay, fine. Do I have to fold my hands like Kim no, Tube? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the women literally like lay on the floor like this and they put their hands like this and their head down. And that's how a man and an elderly person is greeted in the culture. So that day, I was not that I was so elderly, but the, my host mother is an older woman, and my principal is respected, you know, in the village because of her position. Yeah. And um, a seventh grade girl um, came by, and she when she came in the house, she did that to greet us. And it just so you know surreal. What was it like the first time you saw it? Because right now you're just like. I well, mean, my me language I'm... teacher leading in the months leading up did tell us that that's the greeting. Okay. She, they, our language teachers were called language and cultural facilitators. So their job was to teach us our language, but they are also a resource for us in the culture. Mm. So they are from that part of the country. And Venda, they, they're from that culture. They knew, they know. That is fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. So my host father is a teacher at my school. He's retiring soon, but he's been there for 36 years and he's like very well respected. He was born and raised in this village. And um, every day I thought, it, I, at first it was weird. I have to be honest. Like I didn't ever judge. So what I'm saying is all the young girls and women, grown women, not teachers, but other women, like the women that cook the food for the school. When when he, well, him and I get there early, and what, and every all of them come and greet him when they arrive at school throughout the morning, and like do that, they lay on the floor and greet him like that. Is that done every time he walks into the room, or is it just no, done just like in the morning. morning? Although, in in the rural areas, even though you know there's municipalities in this government structure that's modern they still have what they call tribal authority in the oh. villages and there's a chief 
who oversees this whole area and then there's like headmen in the villages so the peace corps requires that we meet these people so they know that we're there and um so when we had to meet him it was actually there's nine americans in what they call a circuit like of schools like a school system so that this circuit there's nine of us and so together all of those principals organized that we go on the same day to meet this chief he's like 24 years old I, it's the like chief a, is 24 yeah, years his old his father passed away like within the year <laughs> now he's the chief it's like crazy but it's awesome and um and it, it, while we were there like the bowing and the getting on the floor like it was it was I couldn't understand everything that was being said because it was in that language, but it was like whenever something was said, like all the women would get down on the floor and the men would like do this other thing they do. Mm. And um, then you, yeah, we did it like many times throughout this meeting. And I didn't know why, what was in, like what was being said that we had to do it again. It blows But with my, my host father, it was like the first time. Even my host brother has a girlfriend that comes to the house sometimes and she will get down on the floor to greet my host father, the father of her boyfriend. Wow. Yes. Wow. So it's interesting. It's amazing. I mean, you know, I look at it like fascinating and I see that they feel like it's a beautiful thing. It's not demeaning to women. I was going to ask but you But there that. are some American volunteers that get bothered by Yeah, I was going to ask you that because coming from, you know, a culture where it's actually so <clears throat> well aware. aware. Yeah. Of, of you know they, the, the, yeah. the contribution of women because yeah, there are female volunteers that like think it's insane they get mad but it's not I don't look at it that way because I know that the they're proud like my students when they knew I was mm. going to meet the chief the one of the girls was like you must greet him like this and she showed me <laughs> and laid down on the floor they, wow. they are not feeling demeaned by it they enjoy res the respect they're the showing giving, yeah they're showing to the Whoever it is. That's big. That's big. What's so funny is um, I um, when you mentioned the young lady who came over to greet you so that you could walk to school with her the next day. Yes. Can I ask you what that experience was like? So you wake up the next morning. I was nervous. No, I want to go. Yes, yeah. I, I want to walk through this if you don't mind. Yeah, I, I woke up the next day. She. What time did you have to be at school? At seven. In the morning. Yeah. Okay. So she came to fetch me. That's what they say. They fetch. Um, and what time did you get up? I think I got up early because I, I, I was nervous, you know, it was my first day. And um, you had to go outside to take a shower, brush your teeth. No, I had to heat up the water. So in that on that day, I stayed inside the main house with my host mother because yeah. they had to fix the lock on the door of my house. So she has running water inside. Okay. And um, but to take a bath, you need to heat the water up and then pour it in the bathtub and then bathe like that. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I did that. Um, you know, the reason I describe it because I'm where I live now, there's no running water. Like no, I, that's why I wanted to go yeah, in. Yeah, you know, I, wanted, I want people to understand, you know, <laughs> yeah, what you're dealing like with here. Bucket. So anyway, yeah, I got up. Um, breakfast? Yeah, I got ready. I, I didn't really eat any breakfast that day. Um, and I walked to school with the kids and it was um, the very last day of term three, which is like the third marking period. Okay, how they far was it? school breaks like in between each term. They go all year. And um, how far was it to school? It was only like seven minutes. Just walking. like walking. Like it, it wasn't far at all. Okay. Now where I live, I'm far out of the village. I had to move because there was a tavern across the street that was like blasting music like till all hours like it was crazy so the peace corps was like no you can't live there for two years like that what kind of music um, was it by the way it was like popular south african 
house and like okay. hip hop and stuff. Like oh. South African music is really good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I heard a couple of those beats on SoundCloud the other day and it was bananas. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's like a reggae it. undertone, strong, yes. you know, based and you know, that, that European the you know, drums. thump. Yeah, the yes. drums are big on that. It's awesome. And then the, the fact that they sing and rap in their own languages. Like it sounds it just right, so right on top cool. of the. Yeah, we're de deviating, but I just wanted to just yeah. dabble into what you were listening yeah, to as sorry. you were as you as you were annoyed <laughs> trying to get to sleep. Because actually, because you know, music's a big part of my experience there, so it's yeah, like I'm loving the music scene. Oh wow! So um, back to back into school. So you get to school seven yeah. minutes away. So that first day, I mean, the the principal basically asked me to start teaching like all the classes then we're supposed to use that first three months as like an integration period to observe and we have to do this community assessment not teach right not away. teach right away and so from the first day i started teaching and at first i was like overwhelmed i was like that's when i again when i like, <laughs> you go through waves where you're like so excited about everything you're learning and then there's days where you're like what did when you think about two years you were like, what did I sign up for? Mm. Although now with having almost six months, like, and it went like that, like two years it, to yeah. me doesn't sound overwhelming anymore. It, it's never Cause is. like in another six months, it's going to pass like yeah, that. It never is. You're and right. Then a year in. Yeah. yeah. So, um, cause it will end one day. So I want to like cherish it now enough. Feel like another jewel being dropped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another, <laughs> a, another jewel being dropped. So, you know, what's so funny, you know, as you, as you were elaborating on that whole experience, I, I, I love walking with you through this because I'm asking you these questions because I'm mentally being in that classroom with you. Yeah. So now you're in front of the kids. Yes. So the kids are awesome. I mean, they're so excited to have you there um, and, you know, try to speak English with you. And the levels are all over the place, but the kids are like the best. They like, you know, even when it's difficult, like at night when you go home and you think about these kids, it's like you're it's amazing, you know. But um, the, the tough class I had was grade seven because in that class there were two boys that were 19 and one that was 18 and they're in a class with like 13 year olds like they kept getting left back because they didn't <laughs> they not I guess because they weren't passing any of their classes not just English so they at first were like I guess because they were so old they didn't feel good they would try to like act up and be funny and um you know after a while I I was able to like get them to you know be cool at least in class like i don't expect them if they already failed like i was only with them the last marking period mm -hmm. so anyway that was like a challenge at first but um no i mean you know what it is they use corporal punishment there and we as peace corps volunteers don't it's illegal but it's used in the rural areas so just to break it down for everybody who don't really understand corporal punishment it means they will spank your ass in class in class with a stick yep jamaican ruler. style yes with most the of the world style yeah most of the world I got beat with a wooden spoon from my You know mom what I mean? So, I you know, that, that's, the, <laughs> yeah. yo, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I tell you you need. So you've, they implement that and you guys can do that. Yeah, we don't do that. So then of course there's also like, then the level of the kids knowing that. So, and they, they actually, they were, at least they feel, and the parents will ask the teachers like, if the kid's being bad, the parents will be like, beat him. You know what I mean? Not, it's different than here. Mm. The kids, you know, so, you need to use other forms of like behavior, um, incentives and things like, because you're not gonna be hitting them. But actually my age is an advantage for me because most of the Peace Corps volunteers are um, right out of college. <clears throat> and I think because of my age, like the, I have some more respect of my colleagues and of the kids because <clears throat> they value age in those cultures. Wow, big, big. Yeah. 
Score Rosenberg podcast, SQR, as we kick back and just really dabble in that whole transition, you know, I'm very curious to find out, you know, <clears throat> the extracurricular activities that they're into on the weekends, you know, what, what they do, how you assimilated to that now that um, you are six months in. And um, as you go through the first week of school, what was two things that really stood out to you about that first week? Um, well, the schools are like so under-resourced. Like the school situation there is, it's like completely different from here. I mean, I don't know in very like, you know, urban areas here, maybe like under-resourced schools. Mm, like funding, I haven't yeah. been to them, but they're like, they're the, all the windows are broken like the desks are broken like it's just you know a square of a room with like peeling mm. paint and it's like you know it's like the most like blah like place to be all day for a kid mm -hmm. and um but you know they that's it that's what we have and that's where you know we I take them outside a lot but I mean like you just have a chalkboard there's no technology there's no smart board there's no you know all the mm. stuff that's here that's, so it makes yeah. it like harder to teach but it's it's a challenge, but it's good. No, I salute you. I, I salute you. It's, it's, it's admirable. I mean, so even though there's no electricity in some of the villages, they still have cell phone towers. So <laughs> I still have, like, I, I, I'm able to, like, research online and, like, use my internet, like, on my phone to, like, help me teach because there's no, you know, there, there are, book, like, workbooks for the kids. Um, but, in, you know, everything else, you know, they don't have everything that we have here. Let me, let me ask you this. You finish your first week, you go back, you're, of course you've been going back and forth, assimilating with the family, getting comfortable. Your weekend comes up. What's the extra, extracurricular activities like? For me? Yeah. Um, well, when I'm in the village, I'm like not really, like on the weekend I might go to the main, like the villages you can't buy much in there. It, they have small shops, you know, with like bread, eggs, whatever. So to get to um, an area with a grocery store, you'll, go for like an hour and a half on the taxi mm -hmm. and um so sometimes us volunteers will like meet up in that town there is a hotel there that has you know um like an outdoor area like a restaurant that we can like use the wi-fi things like that but i mean beyond that there's not much to be done like unless we you know like i say we plan to meet together like and have and eat something like in one of the yeah. larger towns what's a sunday like everybody goes to church I've gone, but I don't go every weekend. I, you know, I'll go with the families that I've met. Um, but that's like that's the big thing. On Sunday is like what's, the, hours. what's the prominent um, religion there? Christian. Yes, it's a very Christian country. Even in school, like there's morning assembly with prayer and. Oh, it's straight yeah. Jamaica. Yo, this yeah. is straight Jamaica style. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that there's some native religions like practiced. Yeah. But yeah, mostly Christian. There's a lot of different types and sectors or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sects. But um, yeah, they're very Christian. Wow. Yes. Jennifer DeCunto, SQR podcast, Core Rosenberg Radio. We're kicking back, just recapping on her assimilation and contribution to Limpopo, South Africa, yes, teaching in the bush, <laughs> as they would say. <laughs> You know, <laughs> dealing with, you know, the massive cockroaches, which we were, yeah, yeah cockroaches as we kick back here. Yeah. We'll take a quick break, come back, wrap up with her, and um, she's going to be flying back on Thursday. Yes. And you're dying to get back to that. What's the correct name of that, that food? 
The pop? The pop. Yes. Yeah, if you have it here, you're going to make it first before you go. All right, I will. Square Rosenberg Podcast, Jennifer Lepum, Jennifer DeCunto. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. One. Thank you. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio, coming in with our friend, you know, our international connect, Jennifer <laughs> DeConto. Yeah, for real, for real. Thank you I so mean, much. you of um, so I, I really have to follow up with a lot of my other guests, and you're the first guest we've really followed up on who's ventured on this Columbus type vision. You know, for real. <laughs> you went to foreign lands and mm. discovered new experiences. And I salute you for number one, relinquishing all connection both you know family material job and just said i'm gonna go serve mm -hmm. that has been a major highlight our major cool point yeah and um the fact that you didn't go somewhere you know convenient like the bahamas jamaica right. you know you went to south africa to be specific, the province of Limpopo, hey, South yes. Africa. Hey. That's how they say yes. <laughs> Give me a oh, high five. Yeah, hey. That's how they say yes. That's how they say yes. Hey. <laughs> We're going to start using that on SQR podcast right now. Just tell me, every time you hear me say, hey, you know <laughs> yeah. what's up. Oh, and you really went and, and, and got into the bush. Yes. You know, rural area, yeah, deep rural area. Surrounded by mango lychee mm. i'm sure some avocados are yes, out there on my property on the yard living with a host family just really acclimating so off camera we were talking and you'd mentioned before when you, when you first got back and we saw you that the host mom is walking around with no bra on yeah what's going on the with older that? women there like they that's normal like they don't sexualize the breasts i guess because like i have host brothers <laughs> i'm like <laughs> walking around so but she'll just stand there talking to me like yeah with no top no on. top on no because she's it's only when she's going to bathe and they they made this area outside that's like an outdoor shower but it's not like they have a bucket there they'll put water in the bucket and they'll like bathe outside but it's not completely closed and um my host father will do it at night which is great <laughs> but um my host mother will do it at any time of the day and like walk up and talk to me like on her way there like with just a towel around her waist and you gotta just get to eye focus <laughs> <laughs> yes yes nice but um nice. yeah it doesn't bother me i mean it was it's like awkward at first but it's like okay whatever you know we were we were also you know just having a great um session and um you were you were mentioning the fact that you're excited to go back i am yeah Build so on that. it's such a different way to live but for me like it's freeing you know it's like just simple you know and i can be with other americans if i want to yeah but even that like i try not to do it overdo it like you know i think a lot of the other volunteers will get together every weekend and i think it's important to stay in your village as well and like connect with those people can i ask and not always run away can i ask and now if you could you know you've been here for six months so you have somewhat of a semi-retrospective vision now yeah. let me ask you this what what is it about that culture simplicity of that culture that's attracting I mean, South Africa is such a complex country in, in its history. And it's like, so for so many reasons, it's like amazing to be amongst these people who survived apartheid, which only landed like 20 years ago. Well, and they're yeah, just yeah. such like happy people and welcoming and warm and embracing like a, a white person, you know, it's like, 
it's mm. it, it's amazing. No, I big you up for saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. That's big. I, I also wanted to just um, you know, as we get ready to really prepare for the next six months. It's actually a year and six months because you got two years to. Well, a total of twenty-seven months. It's September of twenty nineteen <clears throat> is when I'm done. You 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 said it here. You're so ready to go back to get resubmerged. Well, it's gonna be gradual because I'm first going to Johannesburg for New Year's Eve. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> let's don't get it twisted. And who, yo, that's as a matter of fact. Let's just really think about this, and we can Google this and, and, and confirm this. So I'm gonna ease into that South African okay. life again. Yeah, but but if, I, if I'm not mistaken, when the New Year transition happens around the world, I'm pretty sure you guys get it before we, we do. We do seven hours before. Wow. I'll already be stepping into 2018 by the time you hit midnight. That's going to be big. Is that crazy? Yeah, that's going to yeah. be big. Yeah. That's going to be big. Yeah, so I'll stay there for a few days and then I'll head up to my village. So I get eight hours away. Nice, nice. Yes. Um, the students that you're making an impact on, you know, we, we looked at a video earlier of the dance. Yes. And you mentioned there's this young girl who was so shy and came out of her shell and did the salute. Yes, you know? the cultural dances. Every culture in South Africa, and I'm sure on the whole continent, really, or anywhere, there's traditional cultures, but they have their, you know, dances, their costume, like their dress, and I'll send you some pictures. Please do. Um, like, you can see my host mother came home from a party one day, and she's, like, wearing the minwenda, they call it. It's, like, a traditional... Minwenda. Yes. And it's particular print on the material. Like, you know it's the Venda culture. Okay, um, okay. The jewelry they wear and everything. Every, well, they're all different. So, um... But the dances for Venda, I asked the kids one day, like, what are, when I first got there, because I had seen some of the other dances of other cultures. Um, and um, the kids got together after school because they really, they learn these dances from when they're babies, like three years old or whatever. And they know the drum beats, the, the chants, the dances, and there's different ones for every occasion. Like at Christmas, there's a special dance that they do that's for Christmas time. Let me ask you this, and I'm so fascinated by how immersed you are in culture, in lifestyle, and the acceptance of that lifestyle. So let me ask you this, as we get ready to close. Mm. So you're now, my listeners got a chance to hear your podcast before you left. They're now hearing you six months in and the excitement in your voice and the passion in your voice. If there was some, something you could say to someone listening to this podcast about surrendering, serving, and giving, what would it be? I feel like even, especially in this way where you, you're, I mean, and well, not everyone can immerse themselves in another culture and do it for this length of time. So I think service in any capacity is good. Um, but like to get, I feel like it's a gift you're giving to yourself and then to the people around you because you'll, you'll share the like culture to immerse yourself in a new culture and meet a new culture of people that's different from yours um, and do it in a way that's serving like that experience I feel like is so profound mm. you know and that's why you know I love being there and learning how other people live like the world doesn't revolve around us mm. you know so yeah, I would say like but of course, like if, if all you can do, it's about serving mostly. So if all you can do is something short term or for a weekend or anything, like I think serving is change, it's life changing. 
could you please let my listeners know how they could follow you, how, how they could be a part of your experience in you know, the province of Limpopo, South yes. Africa? On Instagram, it's Jennifer, with two N's, 4578, and I, I post about my journey and write like informational stuff about what I'm seeing so to give some context. Um, and then on Facebook, it's Jennifer Lynn, L-Y-N-N. Okay. And I guess you would say Peace Corps after it if you're searching that because I think there's a bunch of Jennifer Lynn's. Okay. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio. Phenomenal catch up with our guest, Jennifer DeCunto. Thank you you so much for being here and sharing. And you know, no, it's 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 like you know, we 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 dreamt about this this conversation because I said I want to keep in touch with you, and you've been so active. You know, Manny's been keeping in touch with you on Facebook and mm. monitoring. You show that burger you you or or that what was that the called? Bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel, <laughs> salt, pepper, ketchup. That's the first thing you ordered when you yeah, touched down in I the U.S. To. But I had to. you know, I, I want my listeners to realize that you know, here's a young lady who is 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 doing what people talk about. So I have to uh, thank you in Chivenda, the language. So I'm studying. Okay, if you're so gonna I do that, to. guys, make sure we get this camera. Hold up, before you do that, get that camera <laughs> off. Of, you know, so get get that camera off the rack over here. Let's. No. She, she's about to. Uh, I was just gonna greet you, like do a thank you, like greeting like that, to greet you. Okay. And so what's the male? What's the male reciprocation of of, of that well, greeting? The ma- the males they say they put their hands like this and they just say inda. That's okay, what they so say. let's do this the right way. Yeah. I, I, I so a, wom- a woman says ah to a man like hello and your response is and ah but I would do that I would say ah and ah uh, exactly good bong <laughs> yeah, bong bong bon. yes Score Rosenberg Radio SQR Podcast Jennifer DeCunto going back to South Africa on Thursday yo look at a lady changing lives <laughs> change yours one Thank you. Bong, bong, bong.